This is the Quiet Innovation Podcast with John Gavin, the relaunch episode. Haven't run this thing in a while. Let's see if we can get it started. There you go. I have got the best idea. Great idea. Dude, I got the best idea. Greatest idea. I've got a great idea. All right, we are relaunching the Quiet Innovation Podcast. And in doing so, it's probably a good idea if I start off by introducing the QI concept and a bit about myself. I'll also give you a small taste of what I mean by a quiet innovation. I'm going to start off with three images, three innovations, three ideas. The first one, you're walking through an airport or a supermarket late at night. You see the maintenance person pushing this big machine cleaning the floor. You got that image in your mind? You're going to walk past that person, but you got that image, right? Okay, next. Your neighborhood, your community tells you they're going to do repairs on the sewer system in your entire neighborhood. The day comes and you don't see them dig up anything, but they did the repairs. How did they do it? Lastly, solar panels and windmills, they're everywhere. They represent a huge quiet innovation, far more than you think. We'll get into that. All right. What all these ideas have in common is they represent what I call quiet innovations. They're things that you may see or come across in your everyday life, but you probably don't give much thought to them. On this podcast, on this show, you'll get to discover and hear about them through the eyes of me, a seasoned professional investor and entrepreneur. And because I am a seasoned professional investor and I do own a separate company that publishes investment research, which by the way, I have nothing to sell you here. This is just a show that is uh, for informational and hopefully entertainment purposes, but let me just throw this in. Before we get going, I need to point out that none of the ideas, products, services, and or companies that we discuss here should be considered as investment advice. While we hope you enjoy this show, as always, you need to do your own research and or speak to a financial advisor before making any investment. Again, my name is John Gavin. I've hosted this show before a while back when podcasting was still pretty new. I did get busy with some other things, but I love the idea so much. I just had to bring it back. I had to come back to it. So what is this show about? What is the Quiet Innovation Podcast about? What is the concept about? Think about it. Every day, all around the world, People, companies, organizations of all kinds come up with cool and innovative products and ways to do things. Most of them don't make the headlines, but they do make a difference. And they are what I call great ideas hiding in plain sight. They're right under your nose. So I have over 35 years experience in the investment industry. I've been an analyst, portfolio manager, entrepreneur, and private investor. And one of my favorite things about being a professional investor is the constant learning and exposure I get to new ideas. So in this podcast, you'll get to hear about many of them. We'll both learn about new things that we might not otherwise hear about. Hopefully, we'll both be encouraged and inspired away along the way. And that's what I aim to deliver on this, the relaunch of the QI podcast, the Quiet Innovation Podcast. Now, here's some other quick things about me, things that I, I would say give me the street cred to be your host and storyteller on a show about innovation and hopefully worth your time here. Let me start. I am well-educated and I'm not afraid of hard work. I put myself through college, then grad school. I also have my professional credential in the investment in the financial industry known as CFA, Chartered Financial Analyst. It's a very difficult credential to get and it, it tells other people in the business that you're serious, you know what you're doing. Um, I'm not new at this. My decades of experience in the investment industry include three jobs in corporate America and running my own investment research firm since 2000. I've seen a lot. 
I can't count how many companies I've analyzed, financial statements I picked apart, CEOs and other senior executives I've met and interviewed, new stock offerings, IPOs that I've reviewed, business plans I've read, or investment pitches I've sat through. And one of my favorite parts of this job when I was uh, doing it in the traditional sense, was the factory tours and site visits I got to go on. I even got to go on an oil rig in the Gulf of Mexico. That was really cool. All right. I know what it's like, what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. And I say what it's really like because it's not always like they suggest in the brochures. Um, I've lived and know what it takes to take a great idea and turn it into a business, to create jobs, meet a payroll, find customers, and even know I know how to change course or close a company when it's not working out. I've done all those things. I know what it's like to be an innovator. I'm a real innovator. I'm an inventor. I turned one of my own great ideas into reality after I received a patent for a process I developed for helping protect investors from fraud and other bad stuff that can happen with their investments. I also have a handful of trademarks, including three of which I regularly use here, Quiet Innovation, QI, and Great Ideas Hiding in Plain Sight. I know what it takes to raise capital and negotiate a deal. How do I know? Well, remember that patent? I went out and raised capital for it. I wrote a business plan based on that and even found a public company to invest in that idea of mine. I ended up creating jobs for 50 people around the world because of that. I am one of those rare birds that loves public speaking and storytelling. If things go to plan, you'll like the show, and it won't take long until I get invited to tell my tales and stories through speaking at events all across the country and around the world. Finally, and you might not expect this, professional investor, all that stuff, but I was also a volunteer firefighter for 20 years. Yeah, I used to go into burning buildings. I I, ended, I I rose in the ranks. I was a command officer. I became an EMT instructor, and I got to drive the big red trucks. <laughs> I got to say, driving the big red trucks, especially the ladder truck, is lots of fun. I do miss that. I am retired from that. No cats saved in trees, though, and I still am an EMT. And I will say this before I close on this section. You'd be surprised at the great ideas, the equipment, the gear, and the capacities of your local firefighters and ambulances crews on the street today. And you know what? I'm sure that'll come up later. All right. With that as my background, suffice it to say, I've made a lot of mistakes. I've had a number of successes, and I learned quite a lot along the way that I'll gladly share with you. But enough about me. All right. Let's bring this home by talking about the three ideas I talked about at the opening. The industrial floor cleaning machine the repairs on the sewer system in the neighborhood, and the solar panels and windmills. How are they quiet innovations? How do they fit? Let's start off with the floor cleaning machine. All right, so you're walking through the airport or the supermarket, you see the maintenance person pushing this big machine, and it's cleaning the floors. This is an you know, industrial level, big, big facility clean, floor cleaning. And you find out later, actually you're finding out because of me, that those machines, a lot of them nowadays, don't use any soap, not a drop of soap. So how can they clean these huge floors without even a drop of soap? The way they do it is they use electricity. It's actually really cool. And the way I learned this is I was, um, I was um, the room monitor at an analyst conference here in, in town. I'm in the Twin Cities, Minneapolis um, of Minnesota, Minneapolis, Minnesota. And um, they, they, my local CFA chapter has an analyst conference every year, and I volunteer. And so I'm, I'm the room monitor. That means I introduce the executives and tell, tell the attendees a bit about the company. So this particular company, they're talking about, they make floor cleaning machines. And they're talking about their technology that uses electricity to reverse the polarity of the water at the moment it contacts the surface. So the machine has water in it, clean two tanks, clean water, dirty water. 
as it's creating the mist of clean water on the floor, it, it, for the moment, it creates an electrical charge in the water that creates an effect that allows the dirt and other contaminants to easily be lifted off. It's the same effect. It's called a surfactant effect. It's the same thing that happens with soap. But here's the benefit. You don't have all that wastewater going in, you know, the soapy water going into the uh, the sewer systems and the treatments, treatment plants. You don't have the bottles, the plastic bottles, the boxes. You don't have the shipping that goes into that, the cardboard. Uh, you have none of that. All of that is removed. And just, that's a great idea, hiding in plain sight. You walked right past it. But there, next time you see it, you'll think about that, that that machine just may be working solely with electrical charges right at the surface. All right, let's talk about that sewer system in your neighborhood. So your local municipality sends you a notice. They tell you that we are going to be doing huge repairs in your, your, the sewer system in your entire neighborhood uh, for the morning of Tuesday. Don't flush your toilets. Don't, don't run any water. Please, please, you know, please try to help us. All right, so you're ready. Mentally, you're ready. Jeez, there's going to be backhoes. My whole neighborhood's going to be dug up. Well, that's what happened in my neighborhood, except there were no backhoes. They didn't crack asphalt anywhere. And because I'm naturally inquisitive, of course, I asked, how do you guys do this? Here's what they did. They used a combination of robots. And so they used, so my neighbor actually runs one of these companies. Thanks to my neighbor and people like him, they inspect sewer systems and, and pipelines all across the country using robot technology that's deep underground to detect early leaks and cracks. So that's they started with that. They did an inspection of the pipes. They well, first they blew out. They used air to blow out everything that was in there. So now it's sort of dry underground. They're using pipe. They're using robots. But this was the part that really blew me away. Once the pipes were blown out, the big repairs that they needed to affect, you know, remotely put a little a little uh, mortar here and there, little patches. What they did then is they then imagine taking a super, you know, those super long balloons that you create little animals with for parties, you know, kids parties. Imagine blowing up one of those giant balloons in a sewer system in a neighborhood. That's what they did. They, they effectively filled the, the pipes in our neighborhood with this giant balloon like thing that adhered to the walls of the pipes and sealed them. It formed a whole new seal in the pipes in my neighborhood. That's why they didn't have to crack the asphalt anywhere. And imagine the millions of dollars that that saves municipalities and taxpayers across the country because of this great idea hiding in plain sight. It's right there. They, like These guys are doing this work, but you don't know that that's this cool innovation right there. All right, the last one for today is I want to talk about the solar panels and windmills. You know, clean energy, that's the big theme, that's the trend. And we take it for granted. We're so used to seeing windmills and solar panels now. But here is one of the things that goes on with that. That was a huge challenge for the electrical industry. Now, the the um, natural gas sector was one of the sectors I covered in the past as, a, as an analyst. So I, I know the energy sector pretty well. And I know that natural gas is stored in the form of a molecule. And electricity is um, measured in the form of an electron. So molecules can be stored, electrons cannot. So when they push natural gas to your home for your stove, for your, your furnace, your fireplace, if you turn off the pipe, the gas just stays in the pipe until, until you ask for more. And they can even condense it and liquefy it and, and put it on boats and send it far away. That's, that's the nature of a molecule. 
it can be stored. It can be trans. It can be um, the, it's it's you know it can be transitioned to different forms. Electrons are different. So when they generate electricity at the plant, the moment that it's elect it's generated, it has to go somewhere. Storing electricity is expensive and inefficient. And the people who make electric vehicles are, have found that out, and they sort of have it solved, but not really. And it's it's been a challenge because at the moment at the moment you throw on your switch at your home. You expect electricity that moment, and the power plant has to be able to meet that. They can't really store it efficiently. Okay, the system in the United States is designed to push electricity to you, push those electrons to you. It really wasn't designed to take electrons back. And a lot of states have created laws that say the power plant, the grid, has to buy power back from you if you have some of this clean energy at your home. So if you put a bunch of solar panels on your roof and you have more power than you need, the power company in some locations has to buy that back from you. How does that work? That's the quiet innovation. That's a great idea hiding in plain sight. They had to solve that. They had to solve for pushing those electrons or accepting those electrons back on a system that's designed solely to push and also... How does it? How did? How did they figure it out when the cloud passes over your house and you're not pushing electricity because now that it, it's it's like instant. It has because you can't have the lights flicker. It has to go back anyway. That's a great idea hiding in plain sight. I would love to learn more about that. Um, I'd love to learn more about all these things. The uh, I learned about the sewer system, but I, w- I would happily interview the people who do that. I would happily interview people from the floor cl- cleaning companies and have them tell us how their machines work and you know tell us more about the innovation. Uh, here's another thing. Um, you know, uh, there's hazardous materials going through towns on trains all the time. I didn't put this in the intro, but it's your little bonus. Um, it's become dangerous. Trail, tra- trains derail, they blow up. Well, the railroad industry has put in a lot of innovations to enhance safety just over the past decade. How did they do that? That's a great idea, hiding in plain sight. When you're waiting for the train to go by, you watch car after car. It's loaded with dangerous materials, but it's much safer than it was. How do they do that? That's a great idea, hiding in plain sight. And that is what the show is about. Great ideas, hiding in plain sight. I want to find them. I want to tell you the full stories. Those are just teasers. So what's next? What's right now? Well, I do have a lot in store for you on the podcast. And if if I want to interview people, as I said, I'm quite good at making my guests comfortable, drawing out the best in them. So if this intrigues you, number one, please come back and tell your friends. All right. So that's number one. But number two, here's how you can help. With this relaunch, I am looking for fresh story ideas and introductions that can help lead me to innovations you think others might find interesting. And here's some of the criteria. It can be a product or a service. It can be from the profit or nonprofit sector. They're they're doing some very creative things in the nonprofit sector. Um, I prefer that it's an innovation that's in current use, not just an invention. Um, But I'll tell you a story about an invention if it's it's interesting enough. And maybe it doesn't have a lot of exposure already. If you... um, If you have ideas, if you know people, please send them my way. There's so much out there that could make a really fun show. Now, bring. uh, let's see here. I'm going to, oh, I think it's time to hit the music to start bringing this on home. All right. The best way to reach me, if you want to contact me, give me your feedback, your ideas, your introductions, send an email, ideas at quietinnovation.com, ideas at quietinnovation.com. You can also follow me or send a message over the Twitter machine. My Twitter handle is at Quiet Innovation, at Quiet Innovation. And with that, I will close the way I always do by saying be safe, be well, and I will see you next time.